On this episode of Sandlot Sports, big shocker, we get off topic. We should probably call this extra episode Life Lessons by Sandlot Sports as we get into kind of what the kids should learn and, and do today to be successful as they grow up. And do whatever you need to to be better at that. If, you, if you're really good at just looking at circuits and, and all that, you want to be an electrician, great. Figure out how to do that. If you if you just understand plumbing a little bit better than I do, find a way to make a career out of that. Mm. If you understand how an HVAC system works, great. Find a way. Get connected to people that can help you do that too. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Good day, Govna. And BJ Thomas. How are you going to make history in a dick? <laughs> Well, if you are a dick, you can be history in a dick. Yeah, but like, I mean, if we're going to be the first in something, did we not have to make it a dick? Like, well, could, you made it look more, could you made it more rocket like? Well, into like, I don't know, he went further than Branson did. Maybe that's what he wanted to do. Maybe they, you know, was like, hey, you know what? Let's shake, the, you know, let's uh, shake shit up a bit. Maybe we should make it as a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I, I have a, I have a theory as uh, to how this happened. Okay, he probably went up to some architect and went, oh, "Look, I need a space shuttle, you know, space rocket that's going to get me to space." And the architect went, "Okay, you know, here's all the the calculations for it." And Mr. Bezos, what do you want to shape that as? I don't know. Uh, fuck off! I'm not going to pay you. But, oh, if you're not going to pay me, it's going to look like a giant dick. Let me on something there. And do whatever you need to to be better at that. If you if you're really good at just looking at circuits and and all that you want to be an electrician great figure out how to do that if you're if you just understand plumbing a little bit better than i do find a way to make a career out of that mm. if you understand how an hvac system works great find a way get connected to people that can help you do that too welcome to sandlot sports i am adam capison i'm here with dorian cody good day govna and bj thomas how are you going to make history in a dick <laughs> well if you are a dick you can make history in a dick <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, if we're going to be the first in something, did we not have to make it a dick? Like, well, could, you made it look more, could you made it more rocket like? Well, into like, I don't know, he went further <laughs> than Branson did. Maybe that's what he wanted to do. Maybe, maybe they, you know, was like, hey, you know what? Let's shake the, you know, let's uh, shake shit up a bit. Maybe we should make it as a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I, I have a, I have a theory as to how this happened. Okay. He probably went up to some architect and went, oh, look, I need a space shuttle, you know, space rocket that's going to get me to space. And the architect went, okay, you know, here's all the, the calculations for it. And Mr. Bezos, what do you want to shape that as? I don't know. Uh, fuck off. I'm not going to pay you. But, oh, if you're not going to pay me, it's going to look like a giant dick. Let me on something there. Just keep saying allegedly, bro. Keeps it safe. Just keep saying it. Yeah, for everything. <laughs> Allegedly, we landed on the moon. So if we didn't, <laughs> that was a joke. Please, I don't want anybody to like not listen. DJ is not a flat earther. I, yeah, yeah, I'm not a flat earther. I know. I don't. I don't think we didn't go to the moon. Like, please, please it was a joke. Jesus, please. But seriously, though, like, have conspiracy theories just gotten more widespread in this generation? I, uh, the internet has helped that because now you've given the loony birds a platform. Whereas the one with the tinfoil hat was just a crazy guy down the block. Now he's like the crazy guy with the YouTube channel. So fuck social media is what I'm getting at. Ah, so that, that's the problem. So unless, so, it's for, unless it's for sports podcasts, in which case, uh, <laughs> cool with it. But everything else it should not be used for. No, but like the problem is with some of these conspiracy theories is like there's a shred of truth in all of them that'll bite. It gets you to bite. It just mm -hmm. it's the, the bait on the end of the hook. But once you're hooked, you look like a moron. Really do. Well, I actually I was watching the thing the other day about the movie Idiocracy, the the Luke Wilson movie. 
Yeah. And they were talking about how it's anti-intellectualism because people are just fucking stupid. They think they can water the crops with Mountain Dew. And they said, that's not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, Mountain Dew raised my 15-year-old. I don't know why I won't raise my corn. <laughs> I love that movie. Terry Crews is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but who knew it was going to be biographical? Yeah, it was yeah, a documentary. <laughs> what the fuck? That's true. But what they what they were saying was is like today's culture is not anti-intellectualism; it's pseudo-intellectualism. It's they value yeah. science; they yeah. just value their their science, science their yeah. science, like whatever they came up with in their brain. Yeah, because the flat earthers—they're not you know, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Well, they are, but they will come out with reams and reams and reams of data that you can't cross-check because your eyes will glaze over. Yeah, I know, and that's what it is. They put that shred of truth in there, and so you got these people who. I'm sure I'm assuming a certain percentage of them, maybe even a high percentage of them are good, decent people, but they're stupid. They haven't been taught critical thinking or how to analyze anything or even to think for themselves in most cases. Well, because we've completely defunded our education system. So, I mean, yeah, but we can't fix that. Nobody gives a shit. George Carlin, please. George told us all this. He told us everything. Doran, you ever listen to George Carlin? Like his stand up, yeah. not. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. He tried to tell yeah. us, told us. He said, He's the a legend, the, man. He said, the real masters, the people who have bought and sold this government, don't want an educated population capable of critical thinking. And they got it. They finally got it. Yep. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in my friends. Um, you know, I'm not a great scholar. I drank my way out of college, but holy shit. There's just certain <laughs> things that seem obvious to me and it's like confusing to everybody else. And that scares me. Mm, terrifies me. Yes. But like the guy at UCLA, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. The, the one that had the really good tournament. He was projected to be a second round pick. He's like, well, screw this. I'm going to stay. I'll make more yeah. money here at UCLA than I will in the, in the NBA, at least my first year. Mm-hmm. I'm not blame him. Yeah, exactly. And also, too, I mean, they, they're receiving counsel, you know, realistic counsel. And, and that's what makes a solid agent, right? A solid agent or, you know, they're able to tell the players, hey, man, you need another year or or or, or something. Like the, the ones that actually care mm-hmm. about the player, because a lot of times I was, matter of fact, I was speaking with a lawyer one time and it was a lawyer that I spoke to and they were also like an agent. And they said, and one of the things that he said was like, he was an entertainment lawyer. He did did uh you know uh age he was an agent also for players and whatnot and one thing that he he said to was I mean he said if you're an agent right he said let he said that y- your word is your bond and you want to you want to attach your name to someone who has longevity in the game and how you start with that is you're able to tell that player hey you know you know if if you're able to do XYZ, you're gonna be able to, you know what I'm saying, play longer, this, that, the third. He said, he said, you definitely want to invest yourself in that player to get, you know, to to get them to play as long as you can. Because again, that's revenue that's coming to you as an agent. But we also see a lot of agencies that they'll take a player and their main goal is, hey, I just gotta get you to the league and get a cut and get a cut of that check. Whether you make it five years down the line, I don't give a damn. I just need that check now. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the mentality of not so much just that industry, but also the country as a whole as you got those mm-hmm. that look at the long-term future mm-hmm. and those look at the short-term future. Because you're right, the long-term future is if I can sign 10 guys mm-hmm. that are role players in the NBA that I know will have a career for 10 or 12 years, mm-hmm. I know that's consistent income. I can go after the bigger fish because I know I've got this income rolling in. As long as I continually have that income, I'm okay. Then you also have those. I was like, okay, I need you to sign this contract now. I don't give a shit 
you know, about you in two years because I'm going to move on to somebody else. I need mm-hmm. your 10% now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you have both sides of the coin just with people in general, not yeah. just that industry. Right. Yeah. And then that's where something like what BJ was talking about for Lake and Sumter County to have a, an organization for kids to go to so they can be tutored, not only just the academic side, but also how to work the business of sports, how to improve yourself and how to work the system in your favor so that you can be a better person going forward. Right. Absolutely. Um, uh, There's a football player, um, Ha Ha Clinton Dick. One of the things that I respect about him is he comes to Orlando. He does camps all the time, but also at those football camps, he talked to the players about, about being like, you know, knowing how money works and how it can work for you. You know, he, you know, he was talking to him about contract and he was like, what screws a lot of people over is like that first contract, that first contract that you receive, that contract is for you to be sustained until you get your second contract. But what happens is you go in, you know, and it could be numerous reasons, but a lot of times, you know, a kid coming in just got drafted to the NFL or NBA and he never had shit. So he's like, well, let me get it now while I have it. And he's like, no, like it's to sustain it. You, that money, you can't spend it all because let's say for instance you don't make it to another contract so what are you going to do with that one do you have wasn't it gronk that didn't spend any of his contract money yep and he only spent his endorsement money yep uh gronk i know there was a couple nba players too i know uh uh cj mccullum um he did he didn't spend any any of his contract money i think he's still on his first contract and he says he doesn't spend anything and it was a couple of others but yeah it's like being able to have that your first contract is to sustain you to hopefully get in the second contract and that's the thing you don't need a crap ton of money to even have a lavish lifestyle right you know if if someone wants to give us each a a million dollars i'm sure that we would be able to survive for the rest of our lives on just that because we would know how to live within our means pay off our debts and move on these guys are getting 10 12 30 million dollars sometimes as a signing bonus right right and blown through it in a matter of months because like you said no one sat them down and went this is how you invest your money so you have residual income coming forward so that if you blow out your knee you can still do whatever you want to do you can still live a decent lifestyle and you don't need a a huge mansion especially if it's just you who cares if it's you and your family okay cool you you might need maybe a seven or eight bedroom house maybe who wants to be in charge of cleaning seven bedrooms? Fuck that shit. Not me. I never, I never understood that. Like, first of all, I don't know if I got enough people that I want around me to fill that house. Two, yeah. like, you'd have to. It'd be like a day, a bedroom a day. You'd have to cycle through and clean a bedroom a day or something. Well, I, just, I, I can t- I can tell you as a, as someone who's going to have four kids. Okay, so that's five bedrooms right there, one for each child and me and my wife. Okay, and then like if I wanted my office and my wife wanted her office, okay, that's seven bedrooms right there. Yeah. So, but yeah. you shouldn't need more than that unless Bullshit. you're like i'm getting a, I'm getting an office <laughs> i'm getting an office and the smallest one's going up in the attic <laughs> slap, a, even, slap a little uh, fiberglass up there tape it up keep it nice and cool but even 100. still i mean that a house that size even with all the amenities no more than a million dollars no more than that even regardless of where you put it you don't need to spend 10 12 million dollars on a house 
That's what these guys yeah. are doing. Yeah. It's not even and that's the outside what... they're spending it on. It's the floors and the cabinets and all this stupid shit. Yeah, all mm. the stuff that after six months, after you turn it all to your friends, nobody cares. Nobody right. cares. It's, it's going to look the same forever now. Yeah. Exactly. I forgot who it was I was watching, but they put gold-plated, they put their name, they, they put their initials in gold-plated inside of their house, the NFL player. I don't know. How narcissistic that. do you have to be to do that? <laughs> I don't know if it was Antonio Brown or that um, wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I don't know if it was Antonio Brown. I forgot what it was, but yeah, they had their gold-plated initials inside their house, man. And that's the thing. Like, if we had NFL con, like rookie NFL contract money, any of the three of us would be comfortable for the rest of our lives. Rest of our lives, we'd be f- completely fine. And it amazes me that I see these guys that if in five years after they retire, they're nothing. They don't have anything. Because like you said, no one sat them down and went, this is how you need to live the rest of your life. You are a professional athlete that has a shelf life of no more than 15 years. What are you going to do when you're 40? Especially if you're if you're in a, you're in the NFL and say you're a running back. Oh, you've got three maybe, years. You've got two contracts on you. At most, you've got your rookie contract and your second contract. Because if you do get a third, if you're Adrian Peterson, you get a third contract. It's not going to be anywhere near your second. You know, and just that's just the, the nature of the beast. And how is that money going to sustain you for the rest of your life? Because yeah. you don't have a career after that. Your career is retired NFL player. So right. what are you going to do? Are you going to move into broadcasting? Or are you going to move into investing? Investing. That's what Magic Johnson did. He took mm-hmm. what what money he made. And granted, the NBA players back in the 80s didn't make anywhere near what they're making now. He invested his money. And now he is a, he's a billionaire. Now, granted, he can sell the name Magic Johnson, but he invested his money wisely and knew how to grow it. Grow it. I remember Troy Aikman had to go to his financial advisor and ask if he could buy a car. And the financial advisor was like, not this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> isn't that crazy yeah, yeah. And, and that amazes me too is like the cars that these guys buy for really no reason i mean they're flashy yeah. cars yeah I don't know they're not practical you. at all you're gonna see some cars if i come into some money too so i don't tell you <laughs> like that's, i don't i don't collect a lot of things or whatever but i'll be collecting burnout strips in my driveway that's gonna be cool. dude i'm driving i'm rocking a mommy van so i don't want to hear it well i mean you got a baseball team what do you expect <laughs> <laughs> Y'all could, y'all could go play at basketball against yourselves. <laughs> if we're doing three and three, we need one more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I apparently you, with you guys, you just got to wait it out. It probably just happened again. <laughs> no, we're we're done after this. We are. We will be officially done. It, it was funny. Ak was um. I was talking to my wife over there. She was saying how like you know you know you know it would be good to have another one. And I thought no. about you, and I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> Hey, one of our classmates, one of our classmates had one the year his first son graduated. Wow. It's a bit much. No. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's what yeah. he was like. He was like, yeah, so-and-so is pregnant. And I was like, congratulations. He goes, no, I don't say that. He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? What's wrong? He's like, I just got one out of the house. Dang. Yeah. Well, and that's also the, the the thing as well is I am not, I don't subscribe to the theory of, well, when you're 18, you need to leave. No, right. It all depends. Yeah. It all depends on the situation. You need to be able to sustain yourself. And if if my children want to stay here when they're when they're over 18, that's fine. I'm gonna still charge their asses rent, 
but they they don't have to go out and just conquer the world, you know, not knowing what the hell's going on. It's not set up like it was for our parents, that's for sure. No, yeah. you know, and and my wife and I have already talked about it is that when our kids are 18, 19 years old, you know, they will they will work, they will have a job, they will probably go to college. It's just kind of where where they want to go, and we will charge them in if they stay here. Now it will not be an astronomical amount of rent because they're basically renting a bedroom and then. In shared space, but we'll charge them rent so they understand what bills are like, and we will keep that money for them. So when they leave, they would have enough money to put down towards a down payment for a house. Right. And it's kind of building their own equity without officially building their own equity. And I think more parents should do that because you get your your children in the mood of, okay, I've got bills to pay. You know, they're they're affordable bills because that's what people just want nowadays. But I'm in the habit of working to pay my bills and move on. And then when they officially do move out, whether they find somebody or they say, look, I'm sick of you. I'm going to go. Okay, well, if you've been paying 500 bucks a month for rent, in five years, you're going to have close to a down payment for a house. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So we'll see how it works out. I mean, our, our oldest is 10. So we got some got a few years to figure it out. I feel you. She's like, that's so. I, I love my daughter, but I'm counting down. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and if she ever hears this, I love you, baby. But yeah, daddy's counting down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. I think of like, all right, so so like I think about the Mannings, right? You know, Peyton and uh, Eli. Arch, and stuff. Eli and yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm so I'm thinking like, okay, so so if you're Archie Manning, right? Like, how do you like how do you get the best out of your sons, right? Because you got one that you know is the one, and you got the other one. You kind of like, all right, Eli, come along. Like like like, if I if I ever have a conversation with him, I just want to be able to break down. Like like, how are you able to get greatness out of both of your sons? Talk shit to the youngest one. Tell him the oldest one's better, and that just starts the fires. Let it go. <laughs> now I got. Now I got to throw logs on it. Well, it's nature versus nurture, okay? And nature blessed them with a lot of talent. So, but he also had to nurture that. I was about to say he had the bank account to like help that along though too. Yeah. Well, go, go yeah. to the proper camps, this, that, and the other. And and that's part of the problem is people don't have the money to be able to improve themselves nowadays. And it's only going to get worse. I mean, a college degree to, to improve your weight, your your life that way puts you in enough debt that you're going to be paying that off for the rest of your life. You know, you, you want to work a trade job? Well, not only do you need to go and get certified and get accredited and all that kind of fun stuff, but you've got to work your way up through that. And Dorian, you know this, it can take five, 10 years just to become really you know, self-sufficient with HVAC or plumbing or electrician, because for mm-hmm. the first, at least five years, you're an apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and you're learning the craft. But it's hard and it's hard to live like that. And that's also why you know, I'm not going to force my kids out because they need to figure out what they're going, how they're going to pay for everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and also, too, like when you speak of, you know, being able to help the kids navigate what they want to do. A lot of like, like, for example, um, I had a kid I was talking to and the kid was like, yeah, when I was in eighth, ninth grade. I thought that I was going to be a mechanical engineer and now I see myself, you know, working in HVAC, right? And and I told him I'm like I'm like what changed? He was like reality. He said um he said I realized that I can start off making money now with HVAC getting my certification instead of going to school for four to six years and then being in debt and then realizing that, you know, I'm not even find a job I want 
getting this degree that I have. I'm like, wow, yeah. okay. So, you know, and 100%, if it wasn't for Bright Futures, I would not have gone to college. I wouldn't be able to afford it. Mm-hmm. And my mom flat out said, you will not put yourself into debt to go to college because we, we saw it coming. And that was late 90s when we saw this, this trend coming. And then the problem is, is not only has a lot of jobs now requiring a degree, so you've got demand has skyrocketed up. Mm-hmm. Supply really hasn't changed. Right. There have been really more universities out there. Yes, the universities are expanding, but the supply is about the same. So what happens when demand goes up and supply stays about the same? We've seen it. Prices skyrocket. Right. And that's what's happened to us. And no one's been, no one's capped it because they, right. they don't need to. Right. So, you know, you need this ticket to get in the middle class. Well, I'll just make the ticket more expensive because I know you have to pay it. Yeah. And eventually it's just going to crumble. And that's why I, I wish that we would fund our education system to the point where you can, yes, you can go to college and the college is great for, for some of y'all. It's great. But here are some other trade options that we will Absolutely. train you in and guide you towards in high school, whether that's auto shop, whether that's wood shop, whether that's agriculture, whatever. Here's the basics to understand when you leave, because if you don't even have those in, in high school, you, when you go to like a lead tech, you're not going to know what, what's going on and you're yeah. going to get lapped by your by your classmates. And when you get into those fields, it is dog eat dog. Absolutely. If you don't know what you're doing, they're going to chew you up and spit you back out. Absolutely. I remember well, middle school, it was Mr. Pop Bora. He said, I never forget. He said, if everybody was meant to be computer engineers and doctors, how would you guys be in this class? You know what I'm saying? How would you guys function? Like, like everybody can't be an engineer. Everybody can't be a doctor. Like, we're not meant to be all doing the exact, you know, the exact same thing. No. So you find your niche and you find an alternative to stick with it, you know? And um, and it's and it's true because me, I like, like I told myself when I was in when I was in school or whatever, I was like, well, but if I don't make it in basketball, which reality hit me very quickly in high school <laughs> about basketball, it's like, okay, what else can I do? What else am I good at? What what else is one of the things that I'm interested in? And then and then as and that's when I you know I started doing band because I was like, hey, you know, I'm into music. Maybe I can do music thing. You know, but that didn't work out. So what, what still, caught up? What caught up huh? you in high school? The fact that you play like a forward or built like a point guard? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like, like, I, I kid you not, bro. Like, we were in basketball camp, and we had went with Leesburg, and we had went to Emory Riddle, right? And we were there, and we thought that, you know, we thought we were hot shit. Like, you know, we, you know, we wait, we made the signal since a uh, six. We were like number four or three in the state, and bro, like, we came across this team. I don't know if this team from somewhere out of state. I don't know if it was Atlanta or what, dude. Their their shortest player was like six four playing point guard. That's why I'm like, yeah, this basketball thing is gonna be a long stretch for me because they had me playing small forward, power forward, and this guy's playing oh. point guard six four, legit six four. And that's what you know, reality set in. Like, yeah, uh-huh. I was... <laughs> yeah, why are his arms so long? I don't <laughs> As he's slapping the backboard on yeah. a layup. I go back to what Larry Bird said when he was growing up. He's like, there's always someone better. Always. I have to always improve my game because there's always going to be somebody better. Always. And so Always. Bro, check this out, right? So at that same camp, there was the short, like, uh, kid. Uh, it was, uh, he was a Spanish kid. Short Spanish kid. And, like, like this this kid can, like, shoot out, lights out, out of the gym, right? And then I was like, wow, that kid is really good. Well, came to find out, like, that kid was the great-grandson of Fidel Castro, right? Oh. And Fidel sent him because they were a Catholic school out of Miami. So Fidel, uh, Fidel sent his 
his grandkids or whatever to Miami. They grew up in Miami with the best schools, right? And like, I'm like, wow. So apparently this guy had like the like BJ, you talked about, like he had like access to going to the best camps in Miami yeah. and all this shit. But this kid was like killing it. And I thought that he was gonna end up going D1 because this, this kid could really shoot. But um, but he was short. He was like what, maybe five, seven, you know? And you know, but it's just like you said, like there's always someone better than you no matter where you are whatever industry you're in you know you know i like to think i'm a good project manager right sometimes people tell me i'm not and that's fine but there's always going to be a better a better project manager there's always going to be someone that just knows yourself better than me and that's fine you know but find your niche find what you specifically are good at and work on that and do whatever you need to to be better at that if you if you're really good at just looking at circuits and and all that you want to be an electrician great figure out how to do that if you're if you just understand plumbing hell of a lot better than i do find a way to make a career out of that mm. if you understand how an hvac system works great find a way get connected to people that can help you do that too absolutely absolutely because we we don't all have lottery tickets to professional contracts right. we, we just don't so right. you need to make a connection to find a way to improve the skills that you do have. And right. whether that's networking within your city, whether that's networking out, figure it out. Right. And, and, also, and that, go ahead. No, no, no. I would say too. And also too, like for these, uh, for these young athletes who are exceptional in whatever sport that they play, there's no guarantee that you're going to make it to the next level. I've seen D1 talent not even make it to D1, not even make it to like division three yeah so it's like always have a backup I'm like okay just in case this basketball this football shit doesn't work out what else am i good at what else i can do because man i come across kids all the time especially you know, speaking to them like hey you know what what are you going to do when you when we get out of high school oh well i'm going to college okay yeah i'm going to scholarship do you have a scholarship yet no there's still guarantee bro that's getting scholarship so yeah. what else is there you know having realistic conversations with these kids man and again it's it's these kids working with people that well you know i know we've talked about this earlier we'll sit them down and give them the hard truth but right. all also give them a path to go forward absolutely you know and and understanding okay these are the these are the concrete steps you need to take to move forward to your point oh i'm gonna get a scholarship okay how i thought of scholarship are you sure okay yeah. and if that doesn't work what's your backup plan mm -hmm. well it's uh okay well okay now i know you don't have one Let's figure this out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's always going to be somebody better. And those teams that might give you a scholarship, they might find a couple other players elsewhere that are better than you. Right. Okay, fine. What do you get to do after that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh I think for the most part, like the kids nowadays, they're like starting to kind of like figure it out. Well, what I mean by that is like they're like they have access to social media and the internet shit like that. So they can go on and see, oh, you know what? I can make money doing, you know, other stuff compared to, to where we were coming up. Like they were drilling like, okay, the, the future is information technology. So you need to do something in computing. You know, I remember uh, certain teachers would say, you know, you know, you want to be good with teachers. I mean, with, with computers, you want to be good with typing because that's where, you know, the industry is going, right? Which that led to this gap to now when it comes to, um, trades and shit like that you got that gap to where you got individuals who's about to retire and then you got the younger generation who's just getting into that trade so it's going to be a while before they get trained up and then being able to function yeah the, the the problem is not the kids now right the problem is the past generation it was right. the kids when we were growing up right. is where did those kids go 
Right. And there, there hasn't been a consistent flow. I think, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think the kids now are starting to hear their parents talk and go, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. How can I make this work? Because this doesn't work. Right. So they're finding other solutions, whether it's social media, whether it's getting out there and just talking with people. But the problem is there's such a deficit with these trade skill jobs that it's going to take a generation to just get back to even. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 2020.